Welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. This is the Deacon of Real Estate Podcast, starring Alex Deacon and featuring some clown shoes named Adam who happens to be speaking right now. Um, so, if, if guys, if this is your first time tuning in, please, please, please subscribe, like, comment, favorite, forward, whatever all the cool kids are doing on social media these days. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Deacon Hoover. We're on Facebook, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Uh, and make sure you're following us on no. I- iTunes. No. Advisors. Yeah, it is advisors. It is advisors. i got a funny thing for you. I was just on my... Uh, this is Alex Deacon, by the way. Alex Deacon! Alex Deacon, the Deacon star of the show! Um, We're super serial, guys. I just got an email. Gee, I hope this guy doesn't listen to this email. But anyway, he left a message. His name is Flava. Flava? Flava. Flava. So Ian, my partner's like... He sent he sent the uh, the lead to one of our agents. And I, I emailed back just jokingly. I said, whoa, whoa. That's my client. Flava Flav. I was going to say, yeah. Flava Flav. I say, I didn't know. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Flava Flav. I don't know if Anthony, who we sent it to, is going to think I'm serious. Oh, that's Alex's client, Flava Flav. I better not call him. <laughs> so, see, I like this. We're already starting off on a light note. Yeah, today. wow. Where, um, where good. are we going with that? Well, this one's going to be good because it, we're this real helpful real estate advice. Thanks, Alex. It is. Moron. Flava Flav. Ha ha ha. How to set up the perfect email joke. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually, we're going to get into that kind of stuff today, guys. We, we've been, you know, like I, we hinted at this on the last podcast, um, as Alex just sings in the background. We, uh, we, you know, you guys have been listening to the great Alex Deacon's advice now for four months. Um, he has a very well-respected name here in the Pittsburgh area. I know that there's a lot of people outside of the Pittsburgh area that listen to our broadcast. And, you know, a lot of times you might think, like, why should I listen to this guy? Or, or who is this Alex Deacon that calls himself the Deacon? Um, you know, and we did an episode last week, Alex, where we were talking about goal setting and, you know, goal, just setting goals and realistic goals and being realistic with yourself. And it, it was it was a little bit different than what we've done before. And there was a lot that I was able to take from it, being just the, the tech nerd that's kind of in, in this real estate world. And one thing that I've found fascinating with this real estate world is everybody has their own story on how they got involved or everybody has their own passions on why they got involved with real estate, uh, things that they like, reasons why they did it. Um, whether in, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, is it money? Is it status? Is it family? Is it belongings? Is it vacations? You know, whatever the case may be, real estate uh, has solved. I don't want to say solved a lot of people's problems, but real estate has made uh, people's lives, uh, you know, very, very good, very wealthy. Some and some people don't need it for that either. It's it's just that comfortability of of, of living. It's a it's a way of life. So. Alex, what we're going to do is you have what well, you have 25 plus years of experience we're going on, correct? Correct. We we're going to go back to the beginning and we're going to know we want to find out what got you into this, what keeps you involved in this, and and what really um, what was the spark that really said, you know what, this is kind of where I'm going to go for the rest of my life. Okay, well, this is when I first started thinking about real estate. I was about six. My parents, used, my parents would keep me in a closet underneath the steps, and it was dark. So I had a lot of time to think about where I wanted to go with my life. And, Every once in a while, please, such. sir, yeah, more and, and, I, and I'd piss in my pants because they wouldn't let me out. So, <laughs> oh god, um, is that how far back you want to go? We, we can go back that far. Maybe, yeah, maybe up, maybe twenty years further up. Yeah, the road. maybe, okay. maybe, yeah. Yeah, so how, right. so how did you get into real estate? What were you doing when you decided, you know what, I'm going to try this out? I mean, should we go past the, the 
my psychiatrist days and the, my mm, therapist or mm, you want to i don't know i'm still in those days so I mean, we can we can we can keep still talking about that uh, all right so, okay let's get serious now come on now this, okay. this one guys obviously we're, <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're gonna get serious now all super right serial. so i was a mechanic okay i had a lot of hair back then too it was like coming out of every pore of my, my head which now, now i have very few hairs coming out but it's all coming out of my chest and my back. That's, it just changed directions. It's all good. But let's get serious here. Um, <laughs> so I got started. I was a mechanic. That's what I did. I was a mechanic out of high school. And Is it straight out of high school? You yeah, went? straight out of high school. Okay. I went to school to be a mechanic. Then I was a mechanic because I you know, wanted to race cars and go to the drag strip. And just, you know, it was, a, it was a dream I had to just work on cars. I don't know. It was, it was, it was cool. I liked it. It was a good job. I could have made a great living doing it. And what knows, what attracted would, you to cars and like in racing? And just I, you know, I'm a I'm a guy. Some guys are attracted to football, cars. I was just you know I like cars. Thrill of it a little bit, yeah. yeah. And so I got into that, and um, I guess about seven years, about six years into that, a friend of mine who was working on cars next to me. Well, so we call a car when well, you're working in your own bay. Mm-hmm. So he was working a bay next to me, you know, with his lift and his toolbox and. We're always talking about stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I just bought some real estate." And then I'm like, "Oh, wow, really? Real estate? Dang! I'm just, you know, I'm trying to pay my bills, you know, and just do this next oil change and the brake job after that." And, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I bought this real, took this course, and then Carlton Sheets, I think, this course he took." <coughs> and he's buying real estate. I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." So that's what got me started. I don't know how that morphed into me buying my first my first building, but I went out and. Man, I don't even know how I did this, to be honest with you. I bought a three-unit building. So it was my first building I bought. I was 20... I was probably like 26 or 25. And it was a three-unit just up the street from my house. I was literally just driving around. I saw this for sale. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's a three-unit. I'm going to call call the agent. Agent was her first sale. First sale ever. And she was the selling agent. So she represented the, the seller and she represented me. Oh, okay. She was what they call dual agent. And it was a horrible experience. She's a super nice girl. I, I couldn't tell you anything about her, remember her name or anything, but she was nice. But she did not do a good job. So <laughs> I bought the house on an FHA loan under the pretense I was going to live there. So you can get in, you can still do that today. If you're living in your your primary residence, you can buy a, a one to or a two to four unit building under an FHA loan and get in for very little money down with the seller paying closing costs and stuff. Well, this girl didn't know that, so the seller paid none of my closing costs. And not did I didn't know that when you buy an FHA uh, property, the mortgage is insured by the government. So there are certain requirements like you can't have any peeling paint and this and that. The whole freaking house was peeling paint. So literally, me, my mother, who was sixty. Five at the time. Oh wow! Maybe a little bit older was helping me paint this entire house on the exterior, right? Which I never would have allowed anybody to do because think of all the legalities and the the liability there, right? right? What if I tripped and what if I fell or my mom got hurt on that property? It's that homeowner could have been sued and yep. so on and so forth. Anyway, can you imagine we, in today's world yeah, too? Yeah, so wow. we painted the whole house. Anyway, I bought the house. I'm like, oh cool, I'm happy. I got three units, and like. This was in September, and come November, November, December, I get. Now I had a home inspection too. I hired the worst home inspector on the planet. 
<laughs> I think that was the name of his company. Worst name of Yes, on the but I hired them because they were cheap. But I don't know why I hired. I thought them. that was ironic. Yeah, I thought it was. So, it was an ironic. Name. But these furnaces were so old; they were like ancient. And me being twenty-five, I didn't know the freaking difference between an old furnace and a new furnace. It didn't matter to me. I was just happy to buy a three-unit. So the first, literally, two three months later, I furnace stops working. Furnace guy goes there and says, "These furnaces are shot, both of them." Because the third floor was electric baseboard. These furnaces are shot. I hardly had any money to... I spent like all my $8,000 or ten grand on buying the place. So I, I don't know how I paid for it. I think I just put on a credit card and we put two new furnaces in. And I was off and running. And it wasn't a really good experience. Say so right out of the gate. So right out of the gate, Man. you're probably second-guessing everything. Yeah, you so did. that's why I preach. Pick the right team. Educate yourself. Get a good mentor. I had none of that. Mm-hmm. I just had drive. And I saw my friend next door... And the next bay next to me buying property, so I thought, shoot, I'm going to buy it. So I bought this property. It never made a dollar. It always lost money. But I was still happy. I was still ecstatic about it. I'm like, cool. I own property. None, none of my friends own property, so, so I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. But then I went and <laughs> bought uh, my own my own home. So we bought our actual own home. We lived in it. And next one I bought was a six-unit, and I bought this with... Z- and I bought it with almost basically zero money down. Okay. So the owner wanted to sell, but it was, it was, uh, I asked the agent who I was dealing with, I, was, I met another agent, I said, I'd like to buy this, but I'd like the owner to be creative on the financing. So the owner held a mortgage for 10 years or something like that, and I think I put down like three or four grand, but the three or four grand I put down with, money I borrowed or I took it from a credit card or something. So I bought it zero money down. So I was pretty slick, right? Right. I was slick Rick, man. I was 27. I bought a place with zero money down, six unit. That was another doozy of an investment. Probably not the best one. (laughs) It could have been a good one. I did all the work myself. You know, I was there a lot. Um, I could have paid it off in eight years. But instead, you know, you read all these books where you leverage, leverage, leverage. So I leveraged the hell out of it and I bought other properties with it. So that was when you could get loans on properties very easily. So as long as you had decent credit, even you didn't have the decent credit back then, but you could just keep getting loans and loans and loans and leverage yourself to the hill. And that's why the mortgage crashed in like 2006. Right. So I bought that. Then I bought a... Then I got my license. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to get my real estate license. I might as well do this. I'll get paid to... Buy my own properties, represent myself, yada, yada, yada. So, And what's interesting, not to cut yeah. you off, but already at this point, you've been hit with a lot of obstacles that probably would have scared people out of real estate and probably yeah. been like, you know what, this was it, was, it was worth a try, but maybe this isn't for me. And you and you still fought through all these things. Yeah, I just I just think I was really <laughs> freaking stupid, man. <laughs> that's, and that's, I think you have to be a little bit stupid and a little bullheaded and driven to make it in anything, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I stuck with it. So, um, I bought that. I got my real estate license. And then uh, I started selling real estate and working full-time as a mechanic. I was doing that for about six months. And the guys who hired me said, hey, why don't you do this full-time? Because they like they like what they saw. I did it full-time and I, I fucking failed. Oh, sorry. I failed, I failed miserably. Okay. I made like $13,000 my first year. And I was making about thirty as a mechanic. So, 
I had quit my job as a mechanic, jumped into this full-time, made 13 grand before expenses, and it wasn't good. So I, I quit being an agent full-time, and I went back to being a mechanic full-time, and I was an agent part-time. So the next year, I made like 20 grand. Next year, I made like 40. Then I swapped it, and I did agent full-time and mechanic part-time. So I did that for about four years until I actually quit my mechanic's job, cold turkey, done. That was it. That was it after that. So I was doing really well. I was a top producing agent. I was kicking butt. I was buying a lot of real estate. And back then, like I said, you could buy a lot of real estate with very little money down. And you could put creative deals together. You could walk out of closings with money. It was just incredible. A different world, yeah. yeah. Different world. So it was good and bad. It was good if you knew what you were doing. It was bad if you didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was able to, uh, I was able to manipulate a small amount of money into a mass amount of real estate holdings that we're making where we're losing money. So at one point I remember I was losing probably I was probably making hundred and fifty thousand a year maybe. Something like that. And maybe not even that was probably with my wife's income too. And I was losing about four thousand dollars a month. Wow. So it was not good. That's People ask me like all the time, how can you, how's that possible? It's easy, bro. I mean, I, I bought properties that lost money. Right, yeah. So you buy enough of them. They add up quick. $200 here, $400 here, $1,000 here. It ends up being $4,000 a month. It adds quick, yeah. So then I had to sell a lot of those. I had to sell some of the good properties because those are the ones that had equity in them. Mm-hmm. So I could stay afloat. Okay. You know? Yep. So like that three unit I owned and that six unit I owned, I had to keep those because I had those leveraged that hilt and they sucked, but I was stuck with them. So I had to sell some good properties, which I wish I had today, but I did. I don't, so whatever. And I paid off my debt. I never had to not make a mortgage payment, never had to fall behind on anything. I was I was blessed in that, that, that realm. So what's next? Um, I guess about 10 years later. So I've been doing this for about 10 years, right? Okay. So I got licensed in 90, 95. And I've been doing it for about four years. Then I you know, then I was full-time agent. Then I had maybe amassed about 70 units or something like that. And they were just losing money. So I'm about 10 years into this. About, actually about seven or eight years into this. And um, I'm kicking butt as an agent. Top producing agent. You know, top 5% of agent population as far as volume and stuff like that and but my properties are losing money so i'm robbing peter to pay paul right yep i'm not really amassing any fortune i'm just running the rat race right you know i'm just running that that kind of stuck in a maze so to speak so at some point um and i'm still making mistakes today but at some point i just remember being in the basement of one of my units and it was leaking from the ceiling and i didn't know a whole lot about anything back then it was just leaking water and poop and you name it it was just freaking leaking it was so uh it's a reality so it was big, leaking. right leaking yeah. poop on my head so i'm just thinking i just felt this warmth come over me not not a warmth but almost like a hot flash like i felt like my whole world was gonna end and i literally had like a nervous breakdown like this is when i bought a new house it was like you know two hundred thousand dollar house and i was big time you know and I had all this debt, and I had little kids, and I just, I, I, I hit a wall. I hit a wall. So, the, after hitting that wall, when I got out of all this debt that I could possibly get out of, and I'm slowly crawling out of this hole, and I got to the point where um, 
it was either you know sink or swim so i had to swim right, right? but it was it was tough i mean it was difficult so i swam and i swam and i swam and now it's 2018 just yep. just starting and i'm now i'm just starting i mean i'm telling you just now i'm just starting to see where my my income can just multiply you know wow, i'm seeing it finally that it could just it could really take off it's like so we talked about doubling a penny mm-hmm. you double a penny for 30 days it, it equals like three million dollars mm-hmm. i'm getting into day 22 and 25 and 26 where doubling the penny now is not just one and two cents it's right. like three hundred thousand doubling next year is 600 that's where i am right now but it's taken and i'm 50 right now it's taken that long not to not to even get there but just i'm just at the beginning of that wow and that's i yeah. mean that's and, and the reason why we kind of want to do this guys is you know you we hear alex has fantastic advice that people in this area i mean come from all around the tri-state area to see we you know you have people coming from west virginia ohio the other side of the state you know pennsylvania i mean you have a lot of people coming to see you just to to pick your brain to get your knowledge and you know a lot of a lot of you at home that are listening to us have you know whether you're just starting out, whether you're in a rut. I kind of wanted to dive into, into like different obstacles that you've had and, and ways you got through them because I think, again, another misnomer is that successful people never have the struggle, and I find that laughable because you know the the people at least that I know that are that are successful that I keep around typically either had the fight or came from nothing and now they are successful. And that, those are the people that I like because it, it yeah. shows me that the work ethic does pay off. It shows me that you know not to get frustrated. You're going to take sometimes a step or two back is two or three steps forward over time. You know, you just don't see it in, in that moment. Um, what, what, what really kept you on the course? Cause it sounds like there was, it sounds like to me, there's a lot of times, especially on the nerves aspect of it. Whenever you, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever you said that like, you felt that warmness come over you, I felt that oh, on many yeah. occasions. Oh yeah. Um, what, oh, yeah. what kind of made you, obviously you were in a sink or swim kind of scenario, but what made you think like, you know what? I know this is for me. I have to stay the course and instead of you know just quitting and saying like you know what, I'm, I'm going to find something else. What what was the mindset of like no I I know that even even I, I it seems like every deck in the world is stacked against me. Mm-hmm. I know this is where I'm going to succeed. Like is that just something internally or was it just that moment yeah. of clarity of where it was now, a goal? I never had like a moment of clarity. Like it was just it wasn't on or off. Okay, it was never like that. In fact, it's not that today. I mean, I'll get up some days and I'll say. I just, I'm a failure. I, I literally feel that when I wake up in the morning. Which is amazing. It's, I couldn't, I can't. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's the way the mind works. Right. So the mind can. Play can, games on can, you. Can move mountains. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible says, it can move mountains. And I truly believe that. That we are capable of creating universes and moving mountains and whatever. But controlling, harnessing that power is, it either harnesses you or you harness it. So. It's not. It's not like I never had a moment of clarity, as you say, and it just was like, oh, I'm gonna make it, and that's it. It's just a struggle every day for me. Now, is there anything that you would have done differently, or do you look at every? No, mis- I wouldn't have done you. it all. No, yes. I never. I never think like that because if I did, it's it's like uh, opening know, a wound. Yeah, it's just digging a hole, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I, I, I blaming people and saying I wish I would have done. No, do I? I refuse to let those words come into my head. You know, I like that. So yeah, no, I wouldn't have done anything differently. Um, I just continue to to grow as a person and, and try to do the best I can. That's all you can ask yourself. So as far as like owning all this real estate that I have, which is is minuscule compared to 
the masses that are owned by you know a lot of a lot of different people and such. Um, it's just it's more of the the struggle is really the the prize. Mm-hmm. It's the struggle. I mean, without the struggle, it's not there's there's it's nothing no, worth working for. Yeah, it's yeah. the struggle, man. I, I mean, so this is kind of good. We're having this conversation because it just helps me to understand that it's not about how much I can amass. It's about the struggle and how many times I can get kicked and pushed to the floor and get back up. That's what it's all about. See, that, that actually, I'm, I'm glad. You, my next question was going to be, you know, advice to people that are in that, that, that get into those ruts where it's like, you know what, I'm out. I'm, this isn't for me. That, you know, because we always talk about, you know, real estate isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot, if you're listening to this, chances are real estate is for you. And it is about staying that course, you know. So to hear that and to hear that, listen, just you, you, you either know or you know if it's for you or not. Yeah. And you're, you know that you're going to have those bad swings. It's just about buffering those bad swings and overcoming the struggle. It's it, it's almost yeah. like that's is that or, uh, the the payoff is the rush that you get when you can overcome an obstacle. Yeah, that is the payoff, I guess. You know, breaking through and coming up with a solution. There you but go. But knowing that the next the next day could be you're gonna you can have bad days. <laughs> they're there you're going to have them so sulk while you can and because I still sulk and I still feel sorry for myself but allow yourself to do that but then also don't get stuck there mm-hmm. you know so where I am today is you know I've been doing this for 25 or so years right and I feel like I'm an expert in my my little corner of the world and, and my little corner is only a small portion of real estate too I don't do all real estate there are folks that are well more educated than I am, better at what at running a business than I am. There's no doubt in my mind. I just I'm proud of what I've accomplished, right? So what we do here is, you know, I'm a real estate agent. We have um, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, so it's a new company, and we have you know nine or ten agents right now. We're doing quite well. It's it's wonderful. Uh, Ian Hoover is a great partner to have. We started Mace Property Management in 2002, so that's the like right after I had my like my basically my meltdown. My wife hated her job so bad; she'd been there forever. She was making a good amount of money with health benefits and everything. She quit. We started the management company. The first two years of the management company was in business. We lost forty thousand dollars. Wow! So she quit her fifty thousand dollar a year job to lose twenty thousand a year. So we took a big big hit, right? And this is after, and this is in the midst of me owning all this real estate that's not making money. I think that's so. I had about four or five dark years there. You know? <laughs> so we finally started to make money doing the, the management thing. It's a very hard business. And right now it's 2018, so 16 years later, 15 years later, we're making a decent living. Like I could probably live off of what we make at the management company. I live uh, fairly comfortable. Okay. But I'm not happy with that. Most entrepreneurs aren't happy with, you know, because that's what keeps you going. So we do the management thing. We have um, a good staff. I have my daughter works for me, my son-in-law. We have about six other people, and it's it's a great business to have because not only does it help me manage my properties, it helps us manage them more efficiently, and we get to cultivate what we know and help others manage their properties for them. So they're our clients. Then we also... You know, I've partnered up with different partners over the years, and it's real important that you know you, the listener, pick the right partners. So I've picked a lot of partners that are very good people, good friends, just not good partners. Right. Lots of them out there. So I have some good partners now, and I and the key with partners is to know 
you got to know like what your job description is. Like where what is your role as a partner? Like if you're my partner, Adam, nothing against you. The only reason I'd partner up with you is because if you had money. Right. Because you don't have the knowledge. I have no real estate. Okay? That's correct. Now maybe you had maybe <laughs> you had a property. I say, Alex, I have this property. I don't know what to do with it. Can you help me? We look at it. We come up with a solution. We go. We we nail it. My role would be get out of the way, Adam, mm-hmm. and let me make you some money. That would be my role. Your role is I brought the property to you, Alex. It wouldn't have existed without me. Right. That's where you need to define your roles and expectations is real important. Like your expectation may be way in the stratosphere. I might bring you down to here, and if you're still way up in the stratosphere and I'm here, that partnership's not going to work. Right. Because the expectations are yes, totally out, the they're out of whack. Right. So I have a lot of partners now, and depending on what we're doing, you know, we're buying anywhere from three to six homes a month. And it sounds like a lot, but to me it's like, man, it's not really a lot. Because we're not, it's just never enough. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that, I say that a lot, and it's just never enough. It's You always want more, you always want to push yourself. I don't know where the, the limit is, but that's where we are now. So The limit does not exist. Yeah, there is no limit. It's limitless. <laughs> You're right. It's limitless. So, just uh, I, if I could say that to anybody who's starting out, uh, never give up. I mean, you just can't. Allow yourself to have some hard times, but you have to embrace those hard times because that's what makes you harder as a person. That 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 makes you stronger, makes you smarter, and hopefully, you just don't keep making the same mistakes. You know. Right. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yeah. Yeah. No. So true. What's the other one? It's uh. It's either broke is temporary. Being poor is temporary, but being broke is. Something like that. It's so yeah. There's a saying behind but that too. But it's yeah. just it's temporary, man. It's it's always temporary. There's always a silver lining and everything that bad that happens to you. Sometimes it's hard to look at that because I just had a friend who had, you know, son, his son committed suicide. His wife left wow. him. I'm like, or no, where do you find the silver lining there? Right. But right. somewhere there's a silver lining, and if you let, if you let, if you look at that, in one way, it could destroy your life. Mm-hmm. So it's your choice. That's it's it's funny because I was actually just talking to my daughter. Just to piggyback off that is you know, not to look at the world in a cynical light. You know, look for the positives. Like, don't look for the negatives immediately. You know, and I think yeah. is is we we tend to look for the negatives. So once we hit a time where we're going to struggle, um, maybe you know you're we're we're upside down on some properties or you know whatever the case may be. Um, that's not necessarily like you said. There is a silver lining. Don't. That's when people typically. It's it's easy in in today's day and age to give up to quit. Too many people do. I think. And I think yours is a story. And why I wanted, I felt it was important to tell it is that you've been hit with a lot of roadblocks and a lot of obstacles and a lot of you know it's it's it hasn't been as smooth sailing as people I think you know have this have in their mind. Um, and it's good to hear, I think, you know, because obviously it's going to humanize you um, that you have struggled like we have all struggled, you know, from time to you know, still, from still struggling. Yeah. yeah, that's I just still the way my I like. demons. I still wake up uh, doubting myself, but I, I think that the the key to take away from this whole conversation is just never give up. Period. Period. You just can't give up. And you push through it. You push through it. And that's and, and the reason we wanted to do this, guys, is, you know, Alex has been doing this for a very long time. And, you know, we, we talk about his accolades all the time. We talk about, we you know, he, he brings all the knowledge to the table. I bring a very ignorant uh, ignorant mind so that it works very well. And by ignorant, I just mean there's nothing in there. Uh, but, I, you know, we... 
nobody ever really got to know you a little bit. And I felt that was necessary just because, you know, Ian Hoover has been doing a fantastic job with the Real Donation podcast. Um, he's had some great guests on there, uh, you know, where he gets to talk shop with other uh, real estate agents, uh, some really power players. And we've never really got to hear your side of the story and what kind of motivates you, what what keeps you in the game. Um, and I, I thought this was a great way for, for you to kind of connect with our listeners that have been coming to you for, for, um, for not only knowledge, but now hopefully for a little bit of inspiration too. Yeah, this is a great, th- thank you. This is a great business to get into. There's so many different directions you can go. You could, you know, property management, you can be a real estate agent, you could invest in just a few properties, buy and hold long term for your financial future security. You can flip homes, you can wholesale homes, you can become a lender and lend money to folks who want to buy and flip homes. There's this uh, commercial real estate, industrial, new construction, land development. There's so many different ways to go. Here's where people make a huge mistake is they go in too many directions, and I find myself doing that too. So if you stay in your lane, you focus, you get really good at that, then you can just you have more opportunities that come at you and you can go in some different directions. You know, you can partner up with people who are experts in new construction, but make sure that, again, that's a good partner for you. Right. And you can partner up with folks that are into land development, okay? And, but stay in your lane, know what you know, don't get into what you don't know. Mm-hmm. People want to jump into this and be the next you know, super real estate superstar, and that just doesn't happen. There's a few out there, I guess, that, you know, like Elon Musk or just some of those crazy entrepreneurs that are just seem that everything they touch is amazing. Right. <laughs> but those are the outliers, man. They're the, most people work hard, and they should stay in their lane, get really good at it. Then opportunities come at them, and over time, your REIQ, I call that your real estate IQ, and your business IQ goes up. And you can like visualize what's a good deal, what's a good partner, what's a good opportunity, and you can manage the risk and look at the risk versus reward and all that stuff. It's just a great place to be because I see in the future all these opportunities coming at me where I can get into some different stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm look, and you're I'm already smiling. To that. I was gonna say you're you're already kind of like smiling, so it must yeah. be exciting stuff. Because as soon it as you is, started man. talking about it, the expression changed on your face. It is. I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. But in the other the other uh, in another breath, as an entrepreneur and just being driven the way I am, I'm like obsessed with it. You know. So you have to find that you have to find that middle ground. You have to be obsessed, mm-hmm. but you have to have balance. You have to have fun, mm-hmm. but you have to be serious. It's like a Big it's a thing that act. God played on us, like you it's know, a giant balancing act. Of, I'm gonna make see. a male and a woman. That was a joke right there. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna torture these people for the rest of my life. And just watch. So it's 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 just tough. It's it's hard to be successful at anything. So again, I think the last thing I'm gonna say is, don't ever give up because you, you'll make it. Period. And one thing I think that that you, you talked about before too is never compare your success to somebody else's success. Only you know your what's successful for you. You know that that's one thing that I picked up from you that I I took and and, and really appreciated. And I think some other people you know would probably take that as well. Um, before we wrap this up, three words that describe the deacon of real estate, Alex Deacon. And you can't use the deacon because it's already your nickname. So if there's three words that describe you, don't give up. There we go. Don't okay. give up. Don't give up. I like that. Um, 
Alex, thank you. You're, you're How about my phone's ringing? My phone's ringing. We'll go with that one. Guys, listen, I, we, we wanted to cut this uh, cut this. It's a little break in the action, something a little bit different. And like I said, I think Alex's story is, How about is unique. It's cold outside. It's cold as hell. You know it. And there you go. Woo, woo, woo. Ha, ha, ha. See, now we're just going to start getting ridiculous. Um, all right. So yes, here we go. We are. See, well, now here we go. Ready? So we're all going to do three words Deacon Hoover, Twitter. Deacon Hoover, Facebook. Deacon Hoover, iTunes. Deacon Hoover. Adam has earrings. Is that, is that four words? Is that Adam oh, earrings. has earrings. There we go, yeah. Is that one, three words? Or Two, earrings? Three words. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's good. But um, all right, so so to make sense of all that, guys, uh, find us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. Uh, like us on Facebook. Adam has dandruff. Probably do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, cause I, it's funny because we talked about, I have this just long like hair that's yeah. got. Adam's shirt is wrinkled. See, that's four. Adam's shirt is wrinkled. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's, it's accurate though. Four, but accurate. <laughs> Let's pick on Adam. So pick on me all day. I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm fodder. Um, but Deacon Hoover uh, on Twitter. Deacon Hoover on, uh, Deacon Hoover Real Estate on Facebook. Uh, find us on iTunes. I know uh, most of our traffic is coming in through the iTunes network or through our website, dhrea.com. So, guys, we greatly appreciate you visiting the site. Make sure you're checking out the site, the properties, the agents. Like us. Send us comments. If there's topics that you guys would like Alex to talk about, um, help us pick his brain. Send us some topics. Comment on our comment uh, on our on our podcast. Uh, send us some messages via Facebook, via Twitter. Email us uh, if you want to, um, guys. For the Deacon of Real Estate, Alex Deacon. For everybody else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, this has been Adam. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week.